Hey, what's up, guys? Peace to you all. This is another episode of the Brothers of Destruction podcast, and I'm your host, Anthony King, and I got my good brother with me. Duquan Donovan. What's going on, brother? Just uh, got finished eating me uh, some cinnamon rolls. Oh, man. Just the good them, old days. Just, yeah, just took them drinks out the oven. Smackdown. Smackdown. They gave us a treat, man. They they showed their ass. That's what they did. Look, <laughs> I was interested in seeing what this episode would give us with the fact that over 200 talent was in travel limbo due to some mm-hmm. flight mechanical issues in Riyadh, so they say. But I needed to see what was going to happen because a lot of the talent from SmackDown and Raw was gone. So from the minute, I had I had a good idea what would happen the minute we had Aiden English, Tom Phillips, and Renee Young on commentary. Right. And Caleb Braxton was the ring announcer. Yeah. It, it was like a, it felt like a, a youth movement. You know, like it felt like a youth movement. Like when Michael Cole's not around, it feel like they got a lot of young, young talent around. Like, yeah, like, like yeah. When you look at Raw, the minute they put Vic Joseph and Dio Madden in with Jerry the King Lawler, it just looks like they're embracing the next generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though Jerry the King Lawler old as dirt, but yeah, still. Well, he was put he was put there to to put the balance. I heard mm-hmm. that Vince wanted somebody that had some experience. But okay. yeah, going into the show, man, the show opened up with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, and Heyman decided to remind everyone of what happened at Crown Jewel. And they right. literally played the entire three minutes of it for free <laughs> on Fox. They most definitely did. I was, I was, it was weird. I was like, what, like, am I watching a fake video? That's what I thought. And, and then, and then they replayed, they replayed what Ray did to Brock after the match. Mm-hmm. Heyman said Brock won a revenge and pretty much no one's going to do anything about it. Just he said a little bit more than that, but just in short, he's pretty much saying that he wants revenge and nobody's gonna do anything about it. And because Rey Mysterio is on Raw and Brock is on SmackDown, he's officially quitting Fox and and, and leaving SmackDown and heading over to USA for to Monday Night Raw just for Little Old Ray. Okay, so this was this is what they did to put the Universal Title as the main title on SmackDown. Yeah, because he's now a Raw member. Right. So he took right. the title with him to Monday Night Raw, and now mm-hmm. all is balanced once again with the World Championships. But I have a question: Why is he going to Raw to get Ray if Ray Mysterio hasn't been on SmackDown since SmackDown started on Fox? That is so true. Like you know, <laughs> funny thing is, it makes sense for why they have to do it logistically, like in the back end, like we got to get a World Championship. But on paper, this has got to be one of the funniest things ever. Brock Lesnar <laughs> literally. Is leaving SmackDown to go to Raw just because of Rey Mysterio? It's because his beef. It's because of the beef that he started. <laughs> he started this. He pulled up on Rey and Rey's son. Right, that's a exactly. fact. Exactly. You know, and now you mad because Rey got him, got him some back the other night. Mm-hmm. All he did was just was be paying you for what you did. Right. Right. Shit is crazy. But anyway, when he. When they said all that, they, they leave out and backstage we see Triple H and Shawn Michaels backstage in the cut. Wait, before before we get to Triple H and Shawn Michaels, when they did the camera cut to Triple H, is is Triple H of the of the mindset of uh that's not my fucking business no more? Or like I would imagine that they would have had at least a confrontation. Or it, you know, they would have to see each other. I don't it could you could interpret that a couple ways. It could have been like, oh, well, I guess I ain't gotta deal with your ass for the day. 
<laughs> because I'm saying like, Rock was gonna get that work and Matt Riddle was there. Right. You know right. <laughs> right, exactly, right. Cause my cause I'll just say like, yo, so Triple H don't have anything to do with the main roster. Like I mean with SmackDown and Raw anymore. He just exclusively NXT. That's what that's what it like it seemed like the tone was for the night, regardless. And, and I'm freaking with it. I like that. I like okay. that. You know what I mean? It's like it's like Triple H has an it's giving him another run as an authority figure. Mm-hmm. So now he's in a different position. And speaking of that, HBK was draped down in NXT merch from the hat to the the, the jacket. NXT sponsored. He yeah, sponsored. He, was, he, was, yeah. <laughs> he had to go do that car wash that weekend yeah. to you know get that sponsored uniform. Yeah, got you. Yeah. After that, next up we had Bailey defend the SmackDown's women's championship against Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. And we saw Sasha Banks was ringside in Bailey's corner. When you think about it, this was really Nikki's biggest match. Right. Right. Since she's been on the main roster. Like it's passively happening, but I just you gotta really put into perspective like yo since she's been on the main roster this will technically be her biggest match yet since she's fighting for the smackdown women's championship on her own with no alexa bliss of course you know um well to me it was practically a regular run-of-the-mill wwe match because you knew sasha was going to interfere one point or another yeah i mean well the treat that we got out of this is we finally got to see bailey work a match after becoming champion as a heel Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, I really liked the match. It didn't go too long, and all it did was just write another page in the new heel Bailey saga. Right, Sasha, she got involved a couple times and deliberately caused Nikki to lose, but Bailey actually ended up debuting. She debuted a new finisher, right? Which of it looks similar to Dean Ambrose's inverted bulldog that he used when he first came up with the Shield. Yeah, the first Dirty D's. <laughs> yeah, it looked like that's her. That's her move. Right. You know, and after all was over, Shayna Baszler invaded and attacked Sasha and Bailey. Mm. Mm. And I like the way they got Sasha out of there early so she can do the attack on Bailey. It was good shit. It was it good. Was it was good <laughs> shit. <laughs> nah, it's it's on and popping because I don't know, like by then though, I didn't know if it was gonna be SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT, or I guess as we found out, it looked like it, it may be SmackDown and Raw versus NXT. Versus NXT, right. You know? Um, but I thought it was yeah. going to be all three brands. All three brands competing. And Survivor Series is about to be something else if we're going to get a bunch of triple threat matches or a bunch of these straight-up NXT versus main roster. Well, I don't want them to do a bunch of triple threat matches. I don't want that to happen at all. Because <laughs> it'll be a WrestleMania 20 situation all over again. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of multi-man matches you know what I'm saying without you know like like without any resolve behind you don't think it would be cool if you had all the mid-card champions facing each other or the tag team champions facing each other it would be a bunch of triple threat bouts you don't, I, think, I, you don't I, think that would be a cool concept to entertain it, it to me it would but to me it would be too much you get what I'm saying like like it would be too it would be too too much of a crowd it would be too much of a like to see that all the time, like TNA when they did um lockdown and they had every match a steel cage match. It became like, damn, son, another one? Yeah. I another one? Another yeah. one? Like, you know, you can't make wrestling fans happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I, I just feel like that'd be a little bit too much. Okay. After that, we had um Pat, Pat McAfee. Yeah. He appeared on What the, the hell he was doing there? 
he was on commentary for the remainder of the night. I think he uh, took Tom Phillips' spot. No, he took um, Aiden English spot. He took Aiden English yes. spot. Yeah, and he he was great. You know, um, because next up, like after that, we had Sami Zayn backstage with Kathy Kelly, mm-hmm. and he spoke about NXT and how <laughs> they better not get in his face. And in comes Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. The newest tag team on the new the next tag team champion on, on the NXT roster. Just let it be known because I think they're setting up for that. Yeah, it feels like that. The segment was funny, and Sammy's always gold because the way he tried to get away from them and ran to the ring, and they caught him. And, <laughs> and he tried to offer Matt Riddle a peace offering, and he picked up his flip flop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they wasn't trying to hear the bullshit, so both Keith right. and Riddle applied their signatures on him. I think that was cool. Following up Shayna invading and then they doing that to Sammy. Shut him up real quick. The class clown, so to say. Yeah. So to speak, you know. Moving on, we had the Miz with the Miz TV segment. And I ain't gonna lie, Quan. Like I felt a little bummed that the fiend couldn't even make this one. Yeah, I did too. I did I did too. Like you're gonna have the Miz interviewing himself. And it got to the point where it's like, damn, son, we had an opportunity to see the fiend. Yeah, because on commentary, because on commentary, they didn't even really explain why the fiend was wasn't there. Because I guess mm-hmm. maybe it's an entity and not a person, so they don't mm-hmm. want to say the fiend couldn't make his flight back to the states. It just <laughs> that makes sense though. I, personally, I would have just doggone did a, a a promo on a tarmac with a with a with a green screen, <laughs> like 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 just to do some spooky shit, make it seem like he was there but he wasn't. Like had a shut the light. He could have filmed something from way on the other side of the country. Yeah, and then you, it's easy to, you know, get it back to the United States. It shouldn't be that damn hard. Yeah, but, hey, we had Tommaso Ciampa come out and crash Miz TV. Mm-hmm. And after Miz made mention of what NXT has been doing all night, it's like, it was just perfect. Right. He's, he's speaking about NXT. Tommaso comes out. They got a, they have a great promo showdown between them two. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was it was a breath of fresh air. I ain't going to even lie. Because I, I, like, like it got to the point where it's just like, I felt like, okay, if they're not going to use The Fiend, they're going to have to show us somebody. Yeah. Right, yeah. that that worth that, that spot. And he was a perfect guy, man. He was a perfect Yeah, guy. I was watching, not knowing what was going to happen. And then I ended up getting what I had hoped for, and that was an, an impromptu match between them. Yeah. Well, we should have known, see. because his Miz had the trunks on, so we should have known. Yeah, yeah, and Champa <laughs> came out in his pants, but uh, as I wouldn't put it past him to just pull off a, a match in that gear, right? Because he and done he, Johnny Gargano all year last year, so it makes yeah. Sense. I still get worried about Champa's neck in the match. Yeah, but he's always fun to watch, so I just try to take my mind off of it. But the storytelling in this match was a one because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're both seasoned vets and they can deliver on the spot if they have to, right? Um, the Miz um, and his limb targeting, targeting. So he was working on that left leg the whole match. From bell to bell. <laughs> and yeah, that psychology was amazing. It was good psychology. Nah, and the right person won. Uh-huh. I think Champa needed that win because the Miz still comes out good because he put up a fight. Right. And all this is doing is helping cement the NXT invasion even more. So that was pretty good. After that, we saw Daniel Bryan backstage with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Dane Bryant challenged Triple H for a second. It was going so well. I'm thinking like Yo, Triple H might be on this bullshit. Like he might just actually get in the <laughs> ring. Like you know what? 
I'm feeling generous tonight. We're going to make SmackDown be historic. Right. And they could have. They could have went that yep. route. But Hunter, Hunter didn't want no spots. And he said he didn't bring any gear. But I know someone that's looking for a fight. And you see Shawn Michaels back. teasing us a little yep. bit. In the back, he took his, taking off his jacket. <laughs> and then it didn't say it's cold out here. When he right. Like, I was like, oh, that's classic humor. But I love how Triple H introduced Adam Cole to Dan Bryan to make a match between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just seen it like, man, this is a dream match in just wrestling history. Not even WWE. Wrestling. Like, think about it. The ROH champion from the early 2000s versus one of the top ROH guys from the early 2010s. It's just like, dang, bro. Mm. Like, it, yeah. yeah. I was like, dang, bro. This is going to be a, like, we knew this was going to be a match. They're going to spotlight that one. For the first yep. time. And then DB said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. Let's compete for the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made me rate this episode a nine just like that. I said, I said, yo, dream match WWE set right before our eyes. Three on TV. Right. But right before when he announced Adam Cole, <laughs> Triple H, he's that's when I realized Triple H is an old man. <laughs> he says, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it bugged me out the way he said, "I like damn Triple H old, bro. Triple H old, bro." Yeah, he had a he had a Vince right. That was him being Vince. But no, I wasn't even mad, man. They had to pull this move mm-hmm. off being on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we were supposed to have Dana Brooke and Carmella up against Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, but it turned out that Dana and Carmella couldn't make it on an account of a backstage ass beyond the Belair. Did it all by herself. First of all, get it right. Not just Dana Brooke. Headliner Dana Brooke. You remember, she's a headliner on SmackDown. If you read the presser before SmackDown came, they said, you're going to have headliners like Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Dana Brooke. So don't don't forget, she on that card, brother. <laughs> Yo, Bianca Belair took her off. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> And did and did it all by herself. EST all by right. herself. But she looked dominant. So, she looked real dominant in that backstage beatdown. Oh, yeah that that backstage beatdown was on point because like Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox, they came out to take their place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by then, Pat was like doing a great job putting over every NXT talent, making everything a, a more big deal yep. than it needed to be, but it needed it anyway. Yeah. And Rhea and Tegan, they squashed them girls. They squashed Sonya <laughs> and, and Mandy. But Sonya tried to put up a fight. You could see her outside. She was trying to. Just wasn't prepared. Like, that could go to game planning, I guess. I think this. I think it was this match where Renee Young, uh, commentary note of the night, uh, when Renee Young said, it seems like they're having a takeover. I thought that was very, um, <laughs> very, very cheap. Clever. Yeah, that was a clever, that was a clever, you know, saying. Pun. A little clever, a little pun. Nah, you know, I thought Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox when they came out, I didn't know they were going to squash Sonya and Mandy. I thought that was going to be a tag team match for uh-huh. real. But once I seen that uh, it just was Rhea and Mandy in the ring by themselves, and Tegan is outside with Sonya for an extended period of time, I'm like, oh, I think this one is about to be over. Yeah, it's a baby, a baby squash. It might. It's about to damn near be a singles match with managers, right. the way it was going down. Like, they never really got into tag team form. Mm-hmm. They just came out and just was two-on-two tornado tag. Well, I felt I felt like they wanted to show Rhea Ripley's dominance more yeah. than anything. So they, 
Yeah, they didn't have Tegan in a fish. She just came in and gave her the shiniest wizard. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Because right. Sonya Deville got her ass thrown over the announcement. It was over for her. Her night was done. <laughs> <laughs> her night was done. <laughs> so, how are you feeling by the time you seeing all that? Like, how were you feeling? All right. At that point, I felt that they, they had to rush the process of what they were going to do. They might have done it in a different way. You know, the way they did to take over the NXT people. But they were like, you know what? Forget it. Since all these people are over there, let's just go ahead and hot shot this, you know, this program we got set up for NXT. I could be wrong that, they, you know, they t- their hands were tied and they had to do this. But in some way, form, or fashion, they was going to do this, you know, uh, NXT takeover angle regardless. Yeah. But I just, they yeah, hot shot it. Yo, the time feel, it never felt so right. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you didn't know that you needed, but you got it. Right, <laughs> right. It's one of the greatest things that you that you didn't know that you need, and they gave it to us. Because after that came the main event. Oh my god! And the night was going by so smooth. Mm. It's like the, I was like, damn, we had the main event already. This, like, it's one of those episodes. It, it SmackDown was doing to me what AEW and NXT did. Right. It was just a breath of fresh air kind of episode. Like everything is just tying in together, and nothing feels like it's draggy, draggy. Despite whatever may not be perfect, but what's perfect, everything was going good. Because next up, Triple H and Shawn Michaels came out to the ringside by the commentators to witness the special main event. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole for the first time ever in WWE for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's like, this is the first time ever it's even being defended on a main roster show. Right. Cause I don't think Kevin Owens defended the NXT Championship no, when he came. He did. Out. He just he just showed it, but he didn't defend it, right? But he was the first person to cross the uh-huh. road, uh-huh. which was which was dope. Adam Cole had Roderick Strong by his side in the entrance, but I don't know if I seen him stay out there. No, he didn't stay out there. He went back. So he came out and did the line of Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by my man. <laughs> you know, three is a crowd. We already got Hunter yeah, and Sean all down here. Out there. I don't need to be out there doing a whole bunch of shit. Because it's just been awkward, him being out there, trying to get involved in Triple H and Sean just watching. It has just been... But that brought the prestige of this match way up. Yeah, with Sean being out there, you got Dane Bryan and Adam Cole performing in front of two Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Big. And to think, we, we, we went from Roman Reigns versus King Corbin as the main event. <laughs> <laughs> That was going to be, I mean, yo, it made you think about what could have been, what was supposed to be. Yeah. When by the time you get, you're like, yo, this episode probably would have been the same old, same. Right. But because it's a bunch, because you didn't know what was going to happen, you couldn't write the show. The unpredictability is what makes us love this mm-hmm. This episode reminded me, this is why we watch this shit. This is wrestling. Most definitely. The unpredictability in the script. We didn't know what was happening next. Yeah. Yeah, like they may, you know, they we may have to. Usually, I'm rough on the score, but I'm telling you now, they they got a nine point five from me, bro. I can't even, yeah. I can't even, and I think that was just all Triple H showing his ass. I didn't, I didn't Triple H wrote this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally feel yeah. that way, bro. We we went from Roman Reigns versus King Corbin as the main event, which probably would have been okay, but who would who would have thought that all it took was not even. Your top main roster dudes. It's so many top stars that were missing from this episode and this show. This was the best SmackDown episode of 2019. Damn, bro. And we had Kofi earlier this year. 
Come on, that was probably like the second best. Episode, right. Bro. This this been the best episode of the year, though. You're right. Yeah. 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 Wow. They gonna need to start having flight delays. <laughs> because listen, man, listen. Pressure creates diamonds in a bus pipe. We all know that they have talented thinkers in the in the company. I just feel like they lazy. I just feel like they be lazy at a time because they know they can use certain stars and certain stars to get it over. But when they got, when you apply pressure, you're going to do what you have to do, bro. And they did it. Yo, yo this episode made next week's episode look good. <laughs> next, we were... We already know next week not going to even live up to it. That's what's so sad. I feel bad for Raw. I feel bad for next week's SmackDown. Just just put it up until fucking Survivor. Matter, matter of fact, it might not. I think every, every SmackDown for now, for until Survivor Series is going to be okay. But after yeah. Survivor Series, trash. Don't even, don't even get me started. December pay-per-view, I mean, December on programming, nine times out of ten, trash. <laughs> well... Adam Cole and Dane Bryan tore the roof mm-hmm. off. Great bout. Dane Bryan was putting in that pain. He was making sure Adam Cole worked for it. It's your first time being on a main roster in a main event show. I mean, NXT is NXT, and that's a brand that's coming more up to the forefront. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is SmackDown. The B show, technically, right? Yeah. This is a step up. Right. This was being in a on another plateau and another at another yeah, level. it's a whole nother level. Right? P- performing at, yeah, you, when you're performing with Dane Bryan in a world championship match, that's another level. Adam Cole just went yep. up. He elevated. He up. just went, he elevated. Yep. And as much as I love DB, as much as I, I uh, as much as DB is my, you know, one of my favorite guys, I didn't mind him taking an L the way he did. It was one of those, because he's one of those guys that can actually go bell to bell and put on a hell of a hell of a performance, and he did so well that you wouldn't feel cheated out of your experience if he lost. Right, right. Because he because he because he just does so well from bell to bell. Yeah, you know. So he took the L, put Adam Cole over, and it was a good look for Adam Cole, especially if they wanted to claim and, and stamp this NXT invasion. Adam Cole had to win. right. I thought of a possibility like, what if they pulled a swerve? And I'm like, nah, this night is going so well. They wouldn't do that. They would not have Triple H turn on Adam Cole. Yeah, on SmackDown. On SmackDown and have Dane Bryan out of nowhere take the NXT championship and declare that he's NXT and becomes the 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 waging leader in this war. That have been that have been. If Vince wrote it, yeah, but I think Triple H wrote it last night. I don't care what you can tell me. <laughs> and so, so you're saying if Vince. If Vince would have written that, Triple H would have turned on Dane Bryan. It felt like the Triple H of old would have done that, but this w- it would have been crazy just for the simple fact that Daniel Bryan and Triple H have been at odds all this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Yes movement became a thing for real, for real, because of the authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if that would have happened, that would have been some Stone Cold aligning himself with Vince McMahon. Touch right. Like, whoa. <laughs> you never would have thought. Yeah. You know? But but anyway, Adam Cole defended his championship, retained it. Wait, I got, a, I got a note about the match before you go into the promo. Um, okay. Um, Daniel Bryan looked at home. Like, like a match like that, I think they just like, yo, just wrestle how you want to wrestle. Like, it's no, it was, it was not a, to me, it didn't look like a WWE style match. 
Yeah. It looked like a like a like like they called it in the ring. How they, you know, it it didn't look like a WWE style match. It looked more like a, a NXT match, honestly. <laughs> Bro, that <laughs> the match was pay-per-view quality. Right. So right. It had everything from storytelling to the aggression mm-hmm. to the the feeling each other out to the, the the contrasting of styles, the whole aura of big fight, the whole aura of knowing that these two has have never fought each other and we're, what, we're, what we're witnessing is something for the first time ever. Right. To close off this show. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Yeah, it was fire. It was fire. After that, the whole NXT roster came out and Triple H sent us home with a chilling promo challenging Raw and SmackDown. And SmackDown. Then that's when... And SmackDown. So... I wasn't sure if it was going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, but that pretty much greenlit what we're, what we're going to see at Survivor Series. It was epic. Yeah. I was going to say, guess what? We saw our boy Leo Rush out there in the mix. Mm-hmm. We were uh, with Mr. Swerve Scott with the hot theme music. Oh, man. Come on. Seeing Leo out there just made the show, it, it, it took it up a notch for me. Like, oh, uh, man. And I'm seeing Leo on SmackDown for the first time. Right. It was dope. But I have a question. So would it so will the five on five match be a five on five on five? Like, I don't know how they're gonna do this shit, bro. Are they just gonna do five from raw? Okay, this what this is how we're gonna determine what happens on raw. Who attacks who on raw? I think mm-hmm. that's gonna determine everything. I guess I guess we'll see. Because yeah, I have a lot of questions about how they're about to do this. Like it may even mix it up. It may be some some NXT versus SmackDown and Raw, and then some SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT. We may we may see some things because you mean tell me Shayna Baszler is gonna just her by herself is just gonna be beefing with Bailey and Becky. We may get a triple threat match. We might get some dream matches, man. I'm trying to tell you. That's about to be fine. I'm trying to tell you. We may get some just because, and it's like, why not strike while the iron is freaking hot? AEW is is really starting to heat up. Yeah. Yep. You got all these other wrestling shows, NWA Power. All these, you gotta. I feel like that you'll, you'll be doing the right thing, booking that type of style of a match at least twice. I know you said the triple threat could be redundant, but imagine a triple threat women's. We get to see NXT women's, SmackDown women's, and Raw women's in a triple threat I, match. I want to see nah, that. Bailey, Bailey, ba- ba- Bailey, Becky, and Baszler. Yeah, I want to see that. I, I do want to see that. Like that match, I feel like that's one of the matches that should happen. But I really don't want to see the Fiend, Brock, and Adam Cole in the match. Okay, that don't have to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the fiend. I think the fiend personally should do should shouldn't even be involved in this whole situation anyway. He shouldn't. He, I think he should be defending his title, and so should Brock. But we're gonna see. They got their hands tied. Yeah. But I, I can tell you one thing: this was the show of the week. Oh, of course. Oh, no, no, hands down, hands down. <laughs> Shout outs to NXT for pulling double duty this yeah. week. Because of them, they added a fresh and really needed feel to SmackDown and just wrestling, period. Just the excitement I got. Come on. Like I said again, the best SmackDown episode of 2019. You gave it a 9.5. I had it in my notes that I was giving it a 9.2. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at with it. All I'm going to say is thank you, Not- Triple H, for showing your ass. You showed your ass on last night. Yo, I read somewhere that Somebody wrote something. They said SmackDown was so good that Eddie Guerrero was smiling down from wrestling. That's how good. That's how. That's how good the show was. Damn. Yo, it was a good. It was a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me gushing like a little kid. You see, that's the thing. Like, I got that old feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, I wasn't sitting there upset about nothing. I was like, damn, son. Like, they're really showing us surprises and stuff like that. But <laughs> this is my only thing. With the NXT roster being so dominant on SmackDown, you feel like they might squash them at Survivor Series? Hmm. They, they were dominant as hell. Like, they didn't... They Listen, nobody was laying down looking at the lights at all from NXT on, on, on SmackDown. Nobody. They were dominant. It's funny... It's funny because I feel like we're going to get, so for Raw, we may get. Undisputed. We get undisputed on, on Raw. Like, and, Vel- and maybe Velveteen. Probably Velveteen. Right. You know what I was thinking? That they might pull off using the heels more. The heels of the NXT more for Raw. Okay. Okay. What you think about that? Undisputed, Killian Dane. Um, Dominic Dijakovic. Right. I, I don't know if he, well, you know. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. <laughs> Damian Priest. You think he's ready? Because they only he only got his first feud like with Pete Dunn like this month, last month. Well, there's a there's a few people. I I don't even know. Like it's one of those things where I think I just sit back and enjoy the ride because right, right. And that's all you got to do, WWE. That's all you got to do. I just had a thirty minute something talk with you just now. It didn't even feel like that. <laughs> It didn't even feel like that, you know. And, and 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 on that note, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Brothers of Destruction Podcast. Swing back around next time for another episode. I'm your host Anthony King, and I'm your brother Daquan Donovan. And that's it. We out. Peace. Peace.